You are listening to the Less Drama, More Mama podcast, episode 152, Thought Patterns That Keep Mom Stuck, part two. This is Less Drama, More Mama, the podcast for moms who want to feel calm, in control, and confident about how to handle anything life throws their way. If you're ready to go from feeling frazzled and disrespected to feeling calm and connected, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Pam Howard. Hi, Mama. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm delighted that you're here. For those of you in the U.S., I hope you had a fun 4th of July weekend and that if you were among the millions of people traveling, you got to your destination safe and sound. In last week's episode, I talked about five of the most common thought patterns that keep moms stuck. And today I'm going to talk about five more. It's not necessary for you to listen to episode 151 first, but definitely check it out if you haven't already, because then you'll know all 10 thought patterns. These thought patterns I'm describing today are also very common, and I'm going to give you examples so you can hear what they sound like and hopefully be able to identify which ones you might have and how they're keeping you stuck. Now, it's very easy to identify thought patterns in other people, but I want you to get introspective and honest with yourself today. Try to notice with openness and curiosity whether you have these thought patterns and how they might be impacting you. And the truth is, we all have these cognitive distortions from time to time. But when it becomes a pattern or a habitual way of thinking, then it can cause problems because, as you'll see, all of these lead to negative emotions. So the first one is called overgeneralization. This is when you draw a broad conclusion based on a single experience, or you generalize this moment to all of the future. An example might be, you go to a restaurant and the server is slow, so you decide, I'm never coming back here. This place is so slow. And of course, it's not the place that's slow, it's the server, and it's only based on one experience, so you can't even generalize that it's the server who's slow, because maybe he or she was just having a bad day, you know? Another example might be that you apply for a job, but you don't get it, and so you tell yourself you'll never get hired. Usually when you catch yourself thinking this way, it's enough to help you see things in a more realistic way, but you want to ask yourself, is this true? Just because I didn't get this one job... Does it mean I'll never get a job? Even if you went on two or 20 job interviews and didn't get hired, does that even mean you'll never get a job? If a good friend was in a similar situation, what would you say to her? You'd probably tell her not to give up, that she'll eventually find the perfect job for her. Maybe she just needs to work on her interviewing skills. And then tell those same things to yourself. The second thought pattern is called emotional reasoning. This one is so interesting to me. It's when you think that because you feel something, it must be true. For example, I feel lonely, so it must mean no one likes me. Or I feel incompetent, therefore I am incompetent. I feel guilty, so I must have done something wrong. Or I feel ashamed, so I must be bad. Just because you feel something doesn't mean it's a fact. Feelings are caused by thoughts and all thoughts are optional. So when you feel lonely, it's not because no one likes you, but because you're thinking that no one likes you. Huge difference. If you feel incompetent, it doesn't mean you are. It means you're thinking you are. 
I can really relate to that one because for years, and really only until very recently, I believed that I was incompetent in so many areas. And I've learned that the reason I felt that way was only because I was thinking that I was, not because I actually was. This thought pattern really tricks you into thinking something's wrong with you when there isn't. The third thought pattern is jumping to conclusions. This is when you draw conclusions without evaluating the evidence or using logical reasoning. You think you know what's going to happen, also called fortune telling, or you assume you know what someone else is thinking, also known as mind reading. So fortune telling sounds something like, I'm sure no one at the party is going to talk to me. When you negatively predict the future like that, you set yourself up to have a negative experience. I actually caught myself doing this recently. I was thinking shopping and packing for camp is going to be a nightmare. Now, instead, I'm thinking about how fun it will be to spend time with my kids and how exciting it will be to get everything ready to go on a road trip. Mind reading sounds like, did you see the way she walked to the other side of the room when I came in? She hates me. This can trigger social anxiety and cause relationship problems. One way to deal with this is to actually ask people what they're thinking instead of assuming. If that's too scary or intimidating, you could just assume the best instead of the worst. Neither one is more realistic since you're making it up in your head anyway. When you find yourself jumping to conclusions, take a step back and examine the evidence. What do you know to be true? Focus on that. The fourth thought pattern is labeling, which is an extreme form of overgeneralization. Self-labeling is when you create a completely negative self-image based on your mistakes. So instead of thinking, oops, I made a mistake, you think, I'm a bad mom, or I'm so stupid. This creates feelings of shame, anxiety, inadequacy, and depression. Labeling others sounds like, he's such a jerk. She's a fool. He's so weird. This creates feelings of anger, resentment, and even hatred. Episode 65 was all about disabling your labeling when it comes to putting both positive and negative labels on your kids. So I'll link to that in today's show notes. To break this pattern, you want to define the labels you're using and get specific. What do you mean by stupid? What do you mean by weird? When specifically are you stupid? Are all people who do what you did stupid? Question everything. Consider labeling the behavior rather than the person. Or better yet, see if you can come up with some alternate ways of thinking about the behavior that could be just as true and don't cause you to feel bad about yourself or others. The fifth and final thought pattern I'll discuss today is called discounting the positive. This is when you take a neutral or even a positive experience and turn it into a negative one. You don't merely ignore the positive, as with mental filtering, which I talked about last week. You actually turn it into something negative. I witnessed someone do this recently. She got a free scratch-off lottery ticket as a gift and actually won $4. But instead of being excited about it, she complained it was only $4 and what could she possibly buy for $4? Oh, I don't know. How about four more lottery tickets? Another example is when someone you think doesn't like you gives you a compliment. Instead of appreciating it, you think, oh, she didn't really mean it, or she just wants something from me. This kind of thinking results in an inability to appreciate all the abundance and positivity in your life. Now, these five thought patterns, along with the five I described last week, 
are the ones identified by Dr. David Burns in his book, Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy, which was first published in 1980. Since then, other psychologists have added many more cognitive distortions to the list. If you focused on breaking only one of these patterns, you'd notice a huge difference in your outlook and mood. If you're feeling overwhelmed or doubtful that you'll be able to change these thought patterns on your own, I invite you to request a free consultation with me to see whether my coaching is right for you. As a master life coach, I've coached hundreds of people, and I'm able to spot these thought patterns quickly and help you change them much faster than if you tried changing them yourself. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini to request a free consultation today. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review the show, and share it with your friends. I'll talk to you again next week, mama. Bye-bye. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel calmer, more confident, and more at peace in your family and life, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the exact life you want. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. And as your coach, I'll be there to support you every step of the way. Go to lessdramamoremama.com forward slash mini and sign up now.